I don't believe in free speech. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I can't stand what they preach. I don't believe in free speech. So we have a couple news articles today. Um, one of them has to do with my lovely hometown nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina, nice. um, which we discussed. This happened, um, I guess, two weeks ago now. All Madison County schools are stocking each school with an AR-15 in order to prevent mass shootings. Is it official that they're actually doing that now? Oh, they're, they're like, actually doing so it. So all yeah. public schools in Madison County, which is your hometown county, right? Oh, well, no, no, no. Oh. Madison County is adjacent. It borders on Buncombe County. Like, I grew up and I'm born in Buncombe County, which is where Asheville is. Um, and I went to Asheville City Schools. But... Buncombe County borders with Madison County and Madison County is where my grandparents lived. It's where my mom lived. She went to school, Madison County schools. Like I know the principal of a bunch of different, like I, I, I'm pretty well versed with the Madison County school system. And so now all those sweet old ladies who taught you school are like walk. They're like now like patrolling the halls of your old school with AR-15s. Yeah, so I didn't. I've, I never went to any of these schools. Welcome to the U.S. of A. It's like the Wild West over here. Yeah. So Madison County in, um, includes Mars Hill and Marshall, which are two very small towns. Um, if you live in Asheville um, and you're prejudiced, then you basically. Associate Mars Hill, Madison County with rednecks. Right. And they're like the out of the city, you know, Trump supporters. And, you know, a large part, like a large amount of them are. But at the same time, I mean, Mars Hill College is in Madison County, and that's like a very sweet private university. Um, there's like a bunch of, they have liberal events, you know, it's not all just rednecks. Um, but the thing is, is that Madison County is very small. Um, it's a small County, so they don't have as many schools as like when they say the entire County, um, is putting a AR-15 in every single school, you would think like, you know, a large number of schools cause it's a whole County, but it's actually fairly small. Like they have like a middle school, a high school, elementary school, and then like uh, an early college and maybe a preschool. So it's probably like, you know, under seven different schools. And each one of these schools now will have one AR-15, like what, like behind glass, like break this glass in case of like terrorist assault or something. So it's like if somebody, if a shooter shows up, there's like one location that the teachers can go where there's like an assault rifle that they can pull out. And so they're going to train all of these just like high school and middle school and elementary school teachers how to they do they really think that they can train? I mean just my the first thought that I have is like I think every, I mean everybody over here has just seen way too many movies. 
Yeah. Like that's the thing. Whenever something happens, like, okay, like I I think I've mentioned before when the massacre of Virginia Tech occurred, you know, I was like a block away from that. That's where I lived. And that's where I went to school. I was living in Blacksburg when it happened. And I was like down the street from it when it, when it happened. I was like, what the fuck is going on over there? You know, I was mm-hmm. right there. And I was, I was there that night in town when all of a sudden there were like 30,000 people from the media had shown up. Like you'd go out to the bars and there'd be all these people you'd never seen before because it's a small town and all, you know, you know, the townies, you know, all the bartenders, right? So I'm down there, you know, at my bar and there's all these people that nobody's ever seen before. And it's really obvious if you live there that these people are like reporters, but they'd yeah. come up to you and they'd be like, that's some crazy shit going on today, huh? And you'd be like, yeah. And they'd go, so, uh, so how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then you're like, what, what? And you look under the, like under, I remember one guy, like he was like sitting at the table and then like under his table sort of try to tuck back. He had like this like massive giant, you know, news camera with him trying to like hide yeah. it. But you know, the thing is like what struck me when that happened was how many people, I mean, among journalists, but especially just among just just regular people, everybody in Blackstreet was just in a daze, and we were walking around like, "How could this happen?" Of course, mm-hmm. and the thought that a lot of that a lot of people were having, and then all, and then it became a nationwide, a worldwide thing where everybody was like, "I remember somebody even said like on a, some some like you know shock jock radio asshole guy, he even said like, "What is wrong with these people in Blacksburg?" What's yeah. wrong with these like these people in Virginia Tech? Nobody could do anything because it, it does seem unbelievable because we've all just seen so, so many movies and watched so many just played so many video games or whatever that we think we're so used to watching movies where like, you know, like you're just hanging out, doing your thing, walking down the street, going to see a movie with your family and all of a sudden like terrorist attack. And suddenly like a, a normal person well, particularly a man, you know, and this is a pressure nobody ever talks about. Like nobody ever talks about the pressure on men for these sorts of situations. We've all been shamed into thinking that like, if you're a man, you should be able to like spring into action and defend yourself and your family against like a terrorist assault at any second. Yeah. But of course, what really happens is you're just hanging out like in the grocery store or watching a movie or like sitting in class, like at Virginia Tech. And all of a sudden somebody walks in with an assault rifle it's just pointing at your head and they can literally just walk up to you and shoot you like a deer in headlights because you're just frozen. Like you, you can't even respond to that. I mean, if, if it's had happened at like VMI, you know, um, a military school where people have had some training for this, then maybe it could have been different, right? Like if you, if you walk into Quantico, you know, doing this then okay you know it might be different still these people aren't you know you're not you're just sitting around like in class you're not prepared for that you're not in combat Mm -hmm. but you know but but in that case like if you have had military training or police training or something where muscle memory can kick in and you have some training of what to do but a normal person like is just going to have no ability to process that at all you can give an AR-15 to all a bunch of middle school like math and biology teachers, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be able to. I mean, to to the kind of training that would be required for these people to be able to suddenly like snap into action and grab an assault rifle and like and like methodically 
move like strafe around corners moving through the halls and like take out an enemy target right you know there's a biology teacher right you know in in the heat of i mean just being able to shoot a gun Mm -hmm. like have you ever been to a i've been to a shooting range and it's like i can't hit shit and i'm completely (laughs) calm and there's and there's nothing on the line like yeah you know when somebody's trying to kill you you're gonna like Put like put a rifle to your oh, shoulder so you and take somebody shooting, out at thirty yards. You go to a shooting <laughs> range with the expectation of shooting a gun. You don't go yeah. to school every day to teach biology. You're not like teaching the Pythagorean theorem, and then five seconds later, you're like going no clear and moving strafing around corners and fucking taking people right. down. You know? I think so. So the the way that they're like um, that they have uh, introduced this, which is going to be starting, I guess, this school year, which starts in. Um, I think it starts next week or week after that. Um, the idea is not that, and they tried to make this clear with all of their like public publicity um, talks and stuff about un- unveiling this new um, idea. The idea is not that um, teachers are going to be the ones using these weapons. Um, they're going to have one that's locked in a safe in an undisclosed location of the school and there's going to be obviously like a lock on it. But the thing is, is that um, there has to be some sort of like um, way to bypass the lock in case, because the idea is that you could theoretically use this before the cops or an ambulance or any other help could show up in the case of a shooting. So there is some way to bypass um, the security of the safe in order to get it out. Otherwise, you have to wait until the um, police get there. And then what would be the point? Exactly. Because they would be presumably trained better than you. Exactly. But the thing that really gets me about this whole thing is that they assume, like, while the teachers are going to have to get, like, basic training on how to use one, which I think they are probably going through now or have already gone through, the idea is that the SRO, the school resource officer, is going to be the one who is like it's his job or their job to operate it and get it out and use it. In oh, so case there is of an actually emergency. going to be like one teacher specifically would well, be picked it's out this, or something. The SRO, yes. the school resource officer. And I don't know if they had those when you were in school. No. Okay. They well, had those. They're basically. Um, like everybody in my school knew the SRO for my high school and my middle school. Like they are cops that aren't cops. Like they're not Um. completely trained like cops are. And if I, I swear if we had been in some sort of active shooter situation at my high school, the SRO for my high school would not have been, he would have been the last person alive that I would have thought. He's basically like a mall cop. They're like, I was going to say, they're what people derogatively, uh, derogatorily, they're the, what people derogatorily, derogatively refer to as rental, rental cops, Mm -hmm. like a a mall security guard or something like that. Um, they're not trained to the same extent right. that police officers are, right. and, uh, and I'm not even too, sure if just, they carry a weapon. And usually, like like you know, mall security officers or whatever, the same kind of thing. Like they're in the same mindset almost as like anybody else. They're just yeah. like walking along. They're just like chatting up the girl at the Cinnabon, yeah. and you know. <laughs> I mean, I literally saw. They're not. They're not like in combat yeah. mode. They're not ready to. to, to like deal the with purpose that. of the SRO at my high school who everybody knew because he was be- he was like buddy buddy with every student 
Um, the purpose of like his literal day-to-day job responsibility was to stop people from walking from the cafeteria to the library because they wouldn't let you eat lunch in the library. Right. And that's it. Like I I actually saw a fight, like a physical fight, like break out adjacent to where he was standing and before he even like reacted to it like five other teachers ran to the aid of the students who were fighting so like school He's like resource off his bear claw and his little seriously, coffee in school the resource officers are mostly just there right to instill fear so, in students because they look like police officers they're wearing the whole like right police garb it's just but sort they're of not like a, trained it's for like a deterrent it kind of more yeah, than anything yeah a visual <laughs> but you know i was gonna say i guess that uh you know i guess the whole point you know i mean the the, the point really is that this premise is a very sort of like kind of republican premise of like you know mm-hmm. in a gun rights kind of premise of like if everybody it's it's a it's a thing you've heard a million times which is that like we all need to start carrying guns now like if everybody was carrying guns then then these mass shootings wouldn't be able to get so out of control. And then and then critics of that would say, well, kind of what I said a little while ago, which is that, well, no, because a normal person is not trained for, for combat. And the same thing with like having guns in your house. Like most people just accidentally shoot themselves because you're mm-hmm. like freaking. Or their kid gets a Or their kid gets the gun and shoots them. Or like if somebody does break in your house and you try to go get your gun and you're fumbling around. I mean, yeah, come on. Like I can't, you, most people like if, if you're like, have you ever been in a situation where you're walking down the street, you're trying to get to your car and, and some sketchy person you feel like maybe is following you and you're trying oh, to get yeah? in your car and you can't even like get your, your keys out of your purse, right? You're like, you're like yeah. dropping your keys in the street and, and fucking hands are shaking and you're fumbling and stuff. I mean, this is, this is the kind of thing and this is not making fun of people in this situation. It's saying like, we're just normal people who are just like, you know, doing their thing. But now more and more in this country, there's a shooting like every day in this country now. Mm-hmm. And so like, like the other day we were walking around as we were traveling, so we were in we were in a big mall near yeah. DC, mm-hmm. and we were just having a nice time walking around. And there's lots of people, and there's a huge mall and stuff that we're in. And suddenly, I just thought, like, oh, I wonder if somebody's gonna like. I like. I suddenly just became aware of the fact that like people get sh- like mass shootings break out in malls like every other day now. Yeah. So I suddenly just started like kind of realizing like we're just walking around like sheep. Just having a good time, not thinking about this. We need to sharpen up. Well, you said something. Like, if we're going to walk through this mall, we better like we better be on the lookout. Like, let's have a plan. You know, because at any second, that's what you would have to do. You have to be, and you can't go through life like that. Like, you're walking through the mall, going like, okay, if you see anybody with an AR-15, there's the exit. Like, immediately, we'll go that way. Yeah. I mean, you can't live that way. And you mentioned something to me, like when you had that thought, you like expressed it. I was like, like, I wonder if somebody's gonna. gonna And I, I literally very seriously said to you, like, don't, like, you can't say that to me because I won't. It's like Like, I think of that. I go out to the grocery store in Vermont, and I'm thinking like. Like, if there's some loud noise, I'm like, what is that? Like, instantly. I've never even been in that sort of situation. And yet, reading this and knowing all about these these terrible things that happen everywhere, I'm terrified. Like, at any given moment. It's so like I just, have to, that's why I just pe- have to not think about it. That's why you can just go shoot people like sheep is because you can't live that way. You can't be walking around, like, like in combat mode all the time. Right. That's what, that's what cops have to do and people in the military, which is why they all have, like, fucking PTSD. Mm-hmm. Because they're constantly, I mean, that, you know, the strain... That it, that it, that it, you know, the strain on somebody to be kind of constantly like walking around at any second, somebody can try to kill me. Yeah. Which is why I always also say like, you know, give the, 
you know, like, uh, you know, let's uh, cut the cops a bit of a break here, guys, which we'll get. But we have another thing we're going to talk right, about, yeah. about that, but just about the police. But <laughs> to get to get back onto the Morris Hill subject, yeah, yeah, um, you got to just you got to love a little Southern charm. <laughs> this is from you gotta love this Southern charm. This is from um, the sheriff. Is his last name like Dunwitty or something? I hope so. I really hope so. No, it's uh, Sheriff Buddy Harwood. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Sheriff Buddy Harwood said, Every day you turn on the TV and somebody's been shot, somebody's been stabbed, somebody's been murdered, raped. We live in western North Carolina, a rural county, but we've got to be prepared, even on in our rural communities, for when the enemy, when he tries to come in and destroy our children. That's good. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, you sound like a, somebody who fancies herself to be from the South, but is actually from the city of Asheville. I am from that the was, South. That was a weak-ass Southern accent. <laughs> Should I try it again? <laughs> Every day. Every day. You turn on the TV. That's not what it is. And too, somebody's been shot. Because you're overdoing it. Somebody's been stabbed. Hey, let me try. Let me try. Okay. Every day you turn on the TV, somebody's been shot. Somebody's been stabbed. Somebody's been murdered. Raped. We live in western North Carolina, rural county. We got to be prepared even in our rural ca- <laughs> We got to be prepared even in our rural counties for the enemy when he tries to come in and destroy our children. Our children. Our children. But see, it depends on where you are children. too. Like we, I don't know where this is exactly, but it depends. And we always hate that, like about Hollywood. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you supposed to be in Georgia? Yeah. Are you supposed to be like, it's like in Kevin Florida? Spacey in House of Cards? Oh, you're from Northern Georgia. He's like Georgia. <laughs> yeah, he sounds more like he's from like Alabama. Southern Alabama yeah. or something. But there's this, but he's supposed to, but there's all these different accents, of course. Anyway, this is getting a little oh off God. topic I here. I wonder if we can get the actual. People don't pay enough attention. They just stereotype the Southern accent. But then, like. Who likes to stand behind a podium oh, and you give find live it? Facebook updates or liked to talk to uh, the news when they come to Madison County. I just uh, focus on keeping the citizens of Madison County safe. But over the past few days, I have uh, been working on some stuff. I've uh, troubled at some stuff that's going on in our county and our nation. And I'm very distraught about uh, the condition that our country is going in. It's, It's going in a condition where... Ladies and gentlemen, if we don't put the brakes on and do an about-face, we're headed to uh, destruction. Over the past few weeks, we've had situations going on in our schools all around us, tragedy going on. Every day you turn the TV on, we've got somebody's been shot, somebody's been stabbed, somebody's been murdered, raped, and... uh, You know, we live in western North Carolina, a rural county, but... uh, We've got to be prepared, even in our rural counties, for uh, the enemy when he tries to come in and deter our children, when he tries to come in and destroy our children. We've got to be prepared for that. So, All right. First of all, I think I love this guy, first of all. I think I have a, I have a soft spot in my heart for this guy now. And I think my accent was closer. <laughs> but I want to say real quick. I want to say real quick. <laughs> Sorry, my my southern my southwestern Virginia accent, which is not far away from where this guy is, uh, 
just came out on me. Um, you know, like, I still stand by my thing here. You know, like, people, your average person doesn't, you know, doesn't have the, the training to uh, to deal with a situation like that, right, you know, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. However, we looked this up. There have been, you know, there's been, like, there's, like, a mass shooting every day. Um, uh, and there have been a handful over the past, 20 years or whatever, there's been a handful of times when a bystander, civilian bystander, has actually been able to do something. Normally, like, there'll be, like, an off-duty cop there or an off-duty, like, a security guard or something. And, like, a lot of times those guys can't even do anything, you know? Like, one of them is, like, a security guard or or, or an off-duty cop, and he actually reacted perfectly. He, Mm -hmm. He, like, pulled out his gun trained on the guy and shot him like dead in the chest yeah. except the guy's wearing like but fucking that was, Kevlar that was so he knocks rare... him down and the guy turns around and kills him yeah because that was guy's the rare instance armor. of somebody actually like a bystander stepping it's very in unli- it's very unusual because they did a they did a um uh, uh like they, like they researched like in instances where a bystander steps up like does arming the public help in, in right. situations like this and it was widely like discredited that no, it doesn't because this, this, and this. Right. And one of the main reasons was that when the actual police show up, it causes a lot of confusion with them. And there have been multiple instances where they have killed, they have shot and killed the bystander exactly. who was trying to stop the actual shooter. Exactly. There's one of those, those where that actually does it right. Where yeah, they, a couple. Bystander actually actually, you know, we'll take down the shooter and then the cops show up and shoot the bystander. Yeah, so By when way, that one happened and the bystander guy, like, you know, apprehended the shooter, all the, like, pro-gun people were like, see, this is why everybody needs to have a gun. And they were like, actually, no, actually. this was, like, a one in a million chance that this actually ended up working out. Right, right. Because, yeah, that happened recently where the bystander actually saved the day and just, like, was, like, totally, totally manly, like, just pulled out his sidearm and took the guy down like a professional. Mm-hmm. By the way, re- uh, rewind, folks. I'm pretty sure you said bystander a couple of times, which is which is so precious. What is cute. it? Bystander is what you said. It's, what is it? It's bystander, like a person who is standing by. <gasps> Wait, I'm just learning this. I thought it was bystander. <laughs> Like it's uh, the buy and you're so, the standard. So you're the adorable. standard person. That so you're is, the, you are the standard. You are the you're the stand. You're the standard for buys. Like no, is that like a, a, a what? <laughs> that's what they call no, like that's what they call that really cliche bisexual person. Oh, she's such a buy standard. Honey, <laughs> this is literally changing my life. <laughs> okay, so we learn something new every day. By a bystander. Well, yeah, we'll look this up and it turns out like I'm wrong. No, it's bystander. You're like messing with my sense of reality here. Okay, pretty sure that's right. Well, thanks for teaching this is me great. something. Like folks can join in. Now, see, we need a comment section. Everybody go on like... Uh, Send us an email. Go on like Apple, rate right the podcast, to... for God's sake. Oh, yeah. Somebody like... Somebody like somebody was like, like I so see you only have anything. one listener and one review. Yeah, like this is like nobody ever reviewed. Like, like do a review on Apple Podcasts and then you can leave like comments. I think. And you can go to the website and leave Please comments. Leave us a and then comment. you can leave comments. Whose accent was better? A better uh, <laughs> a, be- a better approximation of Sheriff uh, Buddy, Buddy Harwell. Harwell. Harwood. Harwell. Whatever his name is. Harwell. Or something. And also, uh, 
I'm right about bystander, right? Okay, whatever. I'm sure you're right. And, he's uh, smart and he's older than I am. The other so. thing I was going to say was um, after listening to this thing from the sheriff there, mm-hmm. you know, okay, it's, you know, you could laugh at him and be like, oh, destruction. Well, first of all, like, don't laugh. People are literally destroying children and everybody else every day. I mean, this is like a standard thing where you just, people just waltz in. Yeah, whether elementary it's school physical and mow down violence a bunch of five-year-olds. or mental Right. Yeah. And, and we talk about all the time, you know, closer to the, the normal themes of this show, you know, there also is some cause to believe that children are being destroyed from elementary school forward by a lot of political things going on. We won't get into that right now. But just in terms of this police thing, I got to say, listening to that sheriff, I think this is a great segue to another thing we wanted to talk about tonight, which is our equivalent sheriff the chief of police here in burlington oh let's just he's acting chief of police acting chief of police in burlington so i got us this will be a great contrast so that's way down about you know that's actually this is about like close to a thousand miles south of here we just heard from sheriff buddy uh harwood or harwell down in madison county and here we are almost in canada you know, I, I don't want to, you know, place the blame on our acting sheriff or acting chief of police here because it's not his fault. I don't know him. I don't know what his deal is, but I think his hands are pretty tied by a bunch of ridiculous, guilt-ridden, well-meaning but liberal assholes in Burlington, Vermont. And I, you know, all pissed off in Burlington these days because the level of like, – first of all, okay – like the police, like everybody got really excited about defunding the police here. It's very easy to be to 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 do that kind of thing here because they don't they're not, they're not really dealing with very much here. So they're, yeah, they're well, just it's, like it's really fun to be an activist and defund <laughs> the police. So now we have what twenty one police officers total. Oh, we have well we for have the under entire city. The, yeah. So so the main reason that this is happening, like we, I don't know how much we want to get into this, but they're the reason why we're so upset is basically because of Sarah George, the uh, county state attorney, who has a very adamantly anti-jail, prison, any sort of repercussions from having any sort of illegal activity happen. She's the one that that we should be comparing to to Sheriff Buddy down there. Yeah, yeah. She's like the polar opposite. Right, because it's the police actually can't do anything. Like, that's the thing. Like, in Asheville, also, like, the police are being defunded. They barely have, like, there was the whole George Floyd thing, which I get comes from a really, you know, a good place. Like, you don't want police officers to use unnecessary force and you don't want police officers to be killing people when it's not necessary. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. And there are some bad seeds in any police department, but that doesn't mean that police the all over the entire country funding, not defunding. We've talked about this before, like funding, not defunding would be a better solution. Exactly. And give them more training, give them more incentive to do a good job. And it's also just so much more complex. I mean, police have a very difficult job. And like Mm -hmm. we talked about before, like 99% of the time they're doing an amazing job that gets no appreciation. First of all, second Mm -hmm. of all, you know, even the bad seed cops, like, you know, you never hear anything 
when they when they when they shoot a meth head in Tennessee who's white. You know, it's like it's so it's the media blowing every single instance way out of proportion. And people, it's mostly the main issue is just again that everybody is being absolutely trained and brainwashed to just hate police officers just like they're being trained to hate men i don't know if it's blowing it way out of proportion i think it's just they they cherry picked stories to talk about what i mean by blowing it out of proportion i'm not i don't mean by that that it's no big deal when police murder a black man that's of course not what i'm saying um and i'm glad you actually said that because that is what some people will hear and say like oh listen to this guy what and and i I was thinking about as i was saying it eh, and i decided to go with it because they're not blowing out of proportion in the sense that, you know, oh, it's not a big deal. But what they are blowing out of proportion in the sense that they are, it's disinformation in the sense that it is provided in such a way that it completely obscures the statistics on this, on the subject. Like how often do, uh, how often do police, you know, an episode of police brutality like mm-hmm. that. Yes, they happen. I'm not trying to say they don't happen. But how many times do police do an unbelievably good job when their lives are literally in danger? Their yeah. lives are in danger every second that they're on patrol. Every time they pull somebody over, their lives are in danger. And most of the time, they do a very good job of protecting the public. And yeah. they go into the situations when everybody else is running away. Right. And it's just a bunch of people just sitting around just hating the cops <laughs> and creating this sort of like, it's this self-propagating thing of like this this myth that like police are all like murderers is insane. Right. And needs to be fought Because against. police do so many things that are basically invisible to the everyday eye. Completely like invisible. in Asheville, they barely have, like they don't even have enough people to um fund like they don't even have enough police officers right now because they were hit so hard with the george floyd like we have to defund the police thing they don't even have enough officers to have like a safe traffic traffic ticket like patrol thing right now which is i i mean i'm i don't know if these are related but i heard like i talked to rainy in Asheville yesterday and she told me that recently she has been in so many like just like split second decision driving situations recently where like she could have just died and all of her kids could have died because they're crazy drivers out there in Asheville driving around that could very well be because there aren't enough police officers like they've had to like band together all of these different branches that you wouldn't even think about you know like there's downtown like, patrol there's there's patrolling for right. you know people and who are driving erratically possibly there's, what's starting to happen is that there's this growing recognition that like you know the cops are thinning out there's an increased number of crime like and yeah. shootings for sure in Asheville and definitely in Burlington mm-hmm. like that's definitely. what you were you were talking about that's just a second ago to, yeah. was yeah, like how many police officers are there? Well, the answer is there's so few that on the weekends when it's a big bar weekend, I mean, students are coming back this weekend. It's going to be crazy. There have been like three shootings in one weekend in Vermont, which is tiny. Well, over the they last to, year, we looked this up. There's like the number yeah. of shootings in the last year have like have gone up by what? I can't even remember, but a lot, a yeah, lot, and a Burlington, lot, a lot for the first time. I mean, you can look it up. Burlington was 
one of the like quintessential we are defunding we're well yeah but but then like the whole george floyd thing happened and they got so pressured to defund the police that there's like endless articles about how burlington doesn't have any police officers anymore like basically their entire um police force just walked out and they were like this is ridiculous like i'm not going to put up with this. The whole impulse to to defund the police in the first place is just insane. I can't even believe that this is something that isn't like, like, it's the sort of thing, like how the, like the trans thing that's got out of control. It's the sort of thing where immediately, like, people should have gone with their instincts and gone, yeah, we're not going to be doing that. Right. (laughs) You know, like, like, it's just a bunch of kids. Like, like, okay, so one, like a bad cop, a bad cop kills somebody and everybody's like, you know, we shouldn't have any cops, man. I mean, what is this? This is like the 60s. Like like stupid hippies walking around going like make peace not war man. Yeah. But the thing is, okay, yeah, that sounds great in theory. Okay, that's world peace is never going to happen. You know what happens if you do like disarm yourself as a country, which is what all the hippies wanted. Like we should just destroy all our guns, man, and then we'll all get along. No, what will happen is there's a lot of terrible people out there who will just who will just fucking take over. You know what happens when the lights go out in a city? In any city, at any time, we're living in a society, everything's civilized, everything's working great. We're walking along, we're sharing elevators with people, we're walking past people on the street. The lights go out, people start murdering and raping 12-year-old girls and breaking every fucking window and stealing everything they can find within five seconds. What do you think those Purge it's movies Lord were of based the Flies. on? Yeah, those like the Purge movies where like one day a year crime is legal and anybody can do anything. Like, why would you not go out and do whatever is like you've been people, told you can't people do? People don't do the right thing because they have this inner compass. People do the right thing and they act like human beings because they're being forced to, because there are consequences if they don't. Does that mean we have no inner compass? No. What it means is that it's impossible for us to judge. We were talking about this the other day. I can't remember what the context was, but it's like, it's, you can't judge just like you can't see out of your own cultural framework. You know, it's impossible to see completely beyond your own cultural landscape. So if you're trying to judge, if you ask somebody like, well, how do you feel about like casual sex, for example? I think that's what we were talking about. Yeah, you can't. The thing is, like, anytime you've ever thought about casual sex in your life, you know that you're evaluating that in a world in which there are consequences for having casual sex. There's STDs, there's unwanted pregnancy, blah, 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 you know. And yes, there are these other issues. Some people have moral guilt, ethical guilt, whatever, and we can talk about why you have that and whatever. But the, the point that I'm trying to make is just that if you say, well, no, I've, I've, I've never been into that scene, you have to, you know, you can't completely know exactly what it is behind that aversion to the scene. Like, if you suddenly were living in a world in which there were no consequences, is it possible that your view on casual sex would change? Maybe. Just like stealing and, you know, stealing and robbing and raping and looting and all these things that, like, normal people don't do. If you were suddenly living in well, a consequence-free environment— now. That's the thing. Like I was listening to the newest episode of Red Scare and they're talking about how like in some drugstore, most of the drugstores in New York, everything is locked up except for Plan B. The the, um, contraceptive, anti-contraceptive pill, Plan B. So like they've legalized 
theft, basically. In New York? Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't count the number of times that I have seen somebody, some stupid girl on my Twitter that I've had to unfollow who's like, look at all these protein bars I just stole. Like, shoplifting, petty shoplifting it's just is like, like, just a, it's a, like a trend. It's just oh, like a fun fashion thing to do. It's most definitely a trend so now. Funny. I which know, is, girls are, I've always been, I, like, I've known lots of, like, like, that's a very common thing. It's like a weird just way to just, like, it's just like a little fun, like like rich girls, rich girls shoplifting, dabbling that kind in of thing. kleptomania. Yeah, you yeah. just like when dabbling in, in the gutter. School, Isn't it fun to dabble in the gutter and yeah. like, like when have I was a little in high adventure? School, there was a whole club of like exclusive senior girls when I was a freshman who like in order to get in it, you had to steal something from right. Urban Outfitters. Right. That's. that's I was like, I'm classic. sorry, I'm not going to go to jail. That's kind of classic. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I had no friends. I have literally but never shoplifted anyway. anything. If I was like starving to death again i was just saying you can't you think outside your own thing so okay maybe if i was starving to death i'd steal some bread you know but well, i mean literally i've never best... i've never i've never shoplifted anything even when i was literally going to the grocery store with like change to like put yeah. together like to buy like a can of tuna yeah and you know whatever one of know? my best one of my mom's favorite stories to tell about me is that she used to go she would go on these walks around the neighborhood and we lived near a um one of those department stores like Macy's or something. And she would carry me in like the baby backpack. So I would be on her back and she was just like walking around. And apparently when we were in, I think it was Macy's or Kohl's or something. I like grabbed little me, like grabbed something from one of the shelves and she didn't notice it until we were already all the way home. And she had this whole moment where she was like, she was like panicked because she was like, am I like, is my baby who's like mm-hmm. one and a half? Is she like going to turn out to be is do I have a baby kleptomania? A klepto. yep. And I still like throughout my entire life, like I think she still has a little like plush toy that, was like that your, I took. That's so sweet. You're just <laughs> so like, oh, I dabbled I in kleptomania when I was. Um, that's your original sin that you've been trying to yeah. atone for ever since. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, because but, I, okay so but but getting back to the burlington thing real quick the reason everybody's all pissed off right now about the burlington thing is that it just the whole police issue just personally hit home because we had this massive vandalism spree in our neighborhood 33 houses some so this guy here's the background some guy at five o'clock in the morning, just walked calmly down the street and started throwing rocks and fl- and flower planters and everything he could find, just throwing shit through everybody's windows and, and doors, going up to their doors and, and kicking their doors in and breaking windows and terrorizing the whole neighborhood up and down like several streets and mm-hmm. threw a big rock through our window. And thus we have like a showered like an entire living room filled with glass that took like days to clean everything out of the the, the couch and the floor and shit's never going to be the same in there maybe you know we're yep. like dealing with our insurance company and lawyers to try to get like re, like reimbursed they for, got for, my corrals <laughs> my i literally had to text my landlord and i said hi do you see that 
stunning, beautiful, super expensive shoe that I paid monthly installments on for forever in order to own. Could you please put it over with the other one and make sure nothing happens and he's to like, it? oh, it's cool. He's and like, you get yeah, home sure. and it's covered he in glass. He sent me a picture of it and it was like stacked on the other one. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I know, man. So like, okay. So they arrest this guy. First of all, it took them a half an hour. I mean, this is like crazy. Like this old, like old lady comes out of her house and says, "What are you doing? Stop!" Yeah, this and the old guy lesbian chases lady. after her with a with, with a, a brick. fucking brick, yeah. to try to kill her, and she runs away. Help! 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 You know, and mm-hmm. this guy is just terrorized. He's throwing rocks into rooms with sleeping children. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have killed somebody. He was maybe he was trying to. I don't know what the hell this guy was doing for thirty minutes. Before the cops can show up, people they they got like thirty or forty or fifty nine one one calls within twenty minutes or something, and it took them thirty minutes to show up and arrest this Mm -hmm. guy, right? Because there's no police. Yep. And then it turns out that two hours before that, he had vandalized a bus station downtown and done like fifteen thousand dollars in damage to that. And they just couldn't, They, you know, they're still like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it takes them forever. They take half an hour after he's terrorizing the neighborhood. They show up, they arrest him. And then it turns out, and this is where I start really getting pissed off, as if I wasn't already getting pissed off by having some nutcase throw a fucking brick through my window at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, we then weren't it turns here, out that this guy, the police are like, oh, we know all about this guy. Yep. Because it turns out he's had um, hundreds of interactions with the police since June, yet he's not in jail. So it turns out this guy, long history. So this guy that is walking around free in Burlington because nobody wants to be the one to prosecute a guy with mental health issues who is black. Yeah. Is that the problem? Because this guy carjacked an old woman, a, an old couple in their 60s stop at a gas station. I think it was a gas station. The man goes inside, and this guy jumps in the car, carjacks the old woman, drives off with the old woman, robs her. <laughs> from an olive garden. From an olive garden. Yeah. Robs an old woman in the car, and then kicks her out on a curb and drives off with the car, stealing the car. Right? Okay, why aren't you in prison for, like, years for Seriously. that? Seriously. You carjacked an it's old because, woman? It's because, and I, like, I think that their reasoning was, oh, in Vermont they don't have... Um, oh, he didn't technically carjack her because they don't technically th- have a carjacking law here? Yeah, they don't have any sort so of, it's, like... Isn't it, I'm sorry, it's it's Grand Theft Auto and it's kidnapping. Am I wrong? Yeah. But, but everybody's like, oh, but he has mental health problems. He's sorry. Let's buy him a present. That's well, what they're they doing. And then he also, he like, also, they caught him a different time where he was trying to screwdriver his way into multiple cars. And the cops came up to him and they're like, what are you doing? And he just ignores the cops. And then he literally brushes past them. And they're like, stop. They have yeah, to make him stop. That's what the police have to do. They have no choice but to use force. So they try to like, they actually like at that point accost him mm-hmm. and like, you need to stop. And then he flips out and punches one of them and chokes the other one. So they tase him. But he's fucking lucky they didn't just shoot him. And what does everybody in Burlington do? They jump all over the police. Look at these fascist fucking police tasing a black man. Look at this police brutality. Police Does, he, does this guy go to jail? Does he stay in jail after this? No. So then he carjacks somebody. Yeah. He still doesn't go to jail. And then he's had like a hundred interactions since then with the police. Every chance he gets, he's going out. The guy is a menace to society. He has proven Mm -hmm. over and over and over again that he is just going to keep 
coming. He's just going to keep attacking people and assaulting people every chance he gets. He attacks somebody, steals something. He broke into somebody's house. Remember that one? Yeah. He broke into a home and stole a bunch of shit. Why is this guy on the street? Right? What's it going to take? What's it going to take? Finally, he's going to like rape a 10-year-old girl or something or fucking kill somebody downtown. And we're just waiting around. It's like when, the again, the Virginia Tech massacre, again, Cho, the shooter, before mm-hmm. he killed 33 people, including himself, okay? Before that happened, everybody knew this guy was bad news. He was, in, he was like, he had classes in the English department. Yeah. My, you know, professors that I knew told me, we all knew this guy was bad news. The professors were going on the record saying, I don't feel safe having this guy in my class. This yeah. guy is dangerous. And they, he, he had been like, he had been forced to go do some sort of like a, like one counseling session. But basically mm-hmm. it's like, well, what do you want to do? I mean, he hasn't really done anything yet. Well, that's yet. how the kid in he the most recent, yet. yeah, that's how the most recent school shooter was. Like they knew that he was bad news and he like had gotten one or two like therapy counseling yeah. sessions and that was it. And then he went and killed a bunch <laughs> of elementary school kids. It's crazy. but this, I mean, it, it's a tough thing because you got to be careful and not go too far to the other side there because like, you know, where do you want to live? I mean, okay, do you want to live in Singapore? You know, like right. like the thing is, like you can't, you know, you can't just start arresting people for for be, for seeming like bad news. I mean, right. they, do, but they have to do something line, wrong. Bottom line, you should have. This guy has done plenty wrong. Yeah, just he, he should be in jail. Right. And so I, I keep checking the news. Like, have they let him out yet? <laughs> in terms of like real, you know, situations like that for schools, especially like I think, like bare minimum you should have laws that require teachers to report which north carolina already does like some states don't even have that like my mom is a teacher in north carolina and if she hears i mean she's had to report things like this before like on the regular she's like having to report students for things that they say or that they do or that they write like they're not your teacher is not your therapist, you know. Right. Like North Carolina, despite uh, what a lot of people <laughs> seem to think. Yeah, public school teachers should. I mean, they don't even they don't get paid anything near enough for what they do, but they should all be required to report things that you know seem out of the blue and unusual. Apparently, now they should be getting uh, therapy. They should be getting like like. Therapist pay and combat pay now, apparently. Seriously. Uh, But the the thing is that you... It's just the world is so fucked at this point. Mm -hmm. On every level, it's like, it's just like Sheriff Buddy was saying, you know? I mean, seriously, he's saying like the world is in trouble and we got to do an about face, people. You know? Yeah. We are... This world is out of control. It's one step away from the end, people. And if we don't do an about face right now, people... We're going to be in big trouble. Destruction. <laughs> Destruction of our children. And he's right. He's absolutely right, though, is the thing. Is that it sounds like if you played me that clip a few years ago, I might have been like, oh, that's so cute and funny. But, you know, I don't know, man. If things are so things are so clusterfucked now that I really – it's just like how did this happen? How did we get to this point? Like with the school shootings thing, there's so many difficult questions. Like, like when you got a bad news kid who seems like a, a no good Nick who's going to do something bad and everybody's scared of him and afraid he's going to shoot up the school, what do you do? Do you just – he hasn't done anything yet. Like I like Cho at Virginia Tech. Like everybody knows he's bad news, but he hasn't done anything. Are we we, we start putting people in jail when they haven't done anything wrong? You're going to mm-hmm. like forbid him to come to school? He has to do his classes at home now? Right. You know? 
that doesn't work. So what do we do? And that's just one of the million questions in a million different like cultural situations where we just don't know what to do anymore. Everything's so screwed up and there's so many problematic implications for every possible solution that we just don't, everybody's like frozen. The institutional leaders are frozen, including <laughs> that. Like we're normal people are like, I don't know what to, what sorry, to do who's here. Our, who's our president right now? I don't know now. what to do, but like, yeah, wait, who's our president? Bill Joe? something? Sleepy Joe. Sleep, yes. You know, and I voted for him, like I said before. We because who the hell else him. are you going to vote for? Like, you just, I mean, Jesus. But you got Donald this, Trump as the, up, as, the, as the alternative? We're going to end up with him again anyway, 2024. Oh There's no God. way. That's but okay, because we're not going to be here no, anymore. No, we're peacing out. We're getting the, we're the freak out of this country. But the thing is, is that, like, what I just wanted to <sighs> no, say really look. quickly mm-hmm. um, is yeah, that so. I think it's very, it's sort of, I mean, it's not, it's a bit humorous that especially like in Burlington, every single article I've been reading, like we I read that whole article about how there were so few police officers in Burlington over the weekend that they had to call in the state police to come in and patrol downtown. Like, how is that? any different that just costs taxpayers even That's more right. money than yeah. it does to just have regular police officers we have to, we have the state police in burlington every weekend now just because to deal with drunk kids or like yeah. people who are gonna like because there's gonna there's like been or, a I mean, shooting been, every yeah there have been a lot like of shooting if you go out can get away with if, it. if we want to go have a drink downtown on a friday night yeah. a couple blocks from here I'm it's like, a good possibility uh, closest, somebody's gonna get shot seriously i'm like the closest i want to go to church street is wallflower so this <laughs> is turning into the old west where it's like right. obviously you're going to be carrying a six shooter on your hip because it's possible at any second like when you walk into a bar you know it's not like the old days where you just walk in all drunk and you're like yeah give me a double gin and tonic and you just hang out and space out and whatever that's fine now it's like it's like the old west you walk but in and you go it depends on you where go, you are whiskey. and you don't sit with your back to the door because the fucking crazy person come with an AR-15 right. and you, you know, and you, you sit with your back to the wall, watch out, pay attention, don't get too drunk and be prepared at any second to have to shoot somebody before he shoots you. Is that yeah. where we're at now? Which is insane. Like I was out, I was out with my friend the other night getting drinks and she like we f- literally were like barely seated and she was like, I have to tell you about this. Like I was walking over here from my apartment, which is near downtown, and I got catcalled in the most like aggressive, violent, sexualized way I have ever yeah. gotten in my entire life. Like it scarred me, and I considered like maybe calling the cops. Wow. But then I thought like, well, what's going to happen? You know. And yeah. so she told me about that, and I was like reminding myself that earlier that very day I was downtown walking on Church Street to like go to CVS you or something. You got catcalled because you were on the phone with me. I got catcalled, and I had to walk past a body that was quite literally just wrapped up in a tarp. Like that's, I mean, even night. This is like night and day from a year ago. That's when right. We, we were on the here. phone. That's right. We yeah. were on the phone, and I was like, "Where are you? Like, did you just like walk into Serbia?" Is this Sarajevo you're yeah, walking around I was in? like, I called you because I was like, I don't like, feel comfortable hell? walking downtown like by myself. Bodies Broad on the street. daylight. It was like 1230. Games of roving criminals. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that I, like I meant to mention this earlier, but the thing that gets me every single time reading all these Burlington, like Vermont Digger articles and Vermont Cynic articles, all of the different stupid Vermont outlets 
is that they all frame these instances like the man that terrorized our neighborhood and made it so that we're going on week three with no window (laughs) and we're still like making sure that we don't step on glass is that they always say these people were having a mental health crisis and if the police get involved in any sort of like physical altercation at all it's like the police's fault but like yeah you and i both from what i take it have had to deal with people who were having mental health crises and the Just physical family alone the physical aspect <laughs> the physical aspect of it is that like i would be much more qualified to, to deal with that if i had been trained as a police officer than i would be some therapist like vermont is saying oh we need to re- like replace the police that we got rid of with like whatever the fuck it is like positive mediation or like counselors or something like what the fuck is a counselor going to do like in a situation when they show up and you're standing there with a knife yeah. and you're like attacking the police officers right i like, mean you still you, need to you still need force you need you people who are trained that. to yeah. take down a guy with a knife and get him in a holding cell when he's not armed anymore and he's pacified and then you can bring in Which, the therapist was, to talk to him exactly you exactly you can't that have a therapist my... go up and go hey man it's cool i'm on your side let's talk about this yeah. man. what's your name bob can i call you bob that was the one that really put me over the edge that story about <laughs> how there was a man who was confronted in his the police were called because he was in his yard with a with a knife and was threatening self-harm and once the police officers got involved it escalated to him attacking them he like stabbed one of them they tased him and yet he still would not stop attacking them so they shot him in the leg which is really damn, pretty damn professional on the part of the police. Are you kidding me? And if if somebody was attacking me, if somebody I don't was attacking even know you with a knife, do. would you be able to like, like accidentally shoot ability, him in the head when I'm trying to shoot them? The in like, ability the to shoot this guy in the <laughs> leg under that kind of pressure, bravo! I'm very glad you yeah. brought us back to the topic before we moved and on. Though. But they keep saying like in all these articles, they're like, "This was so awful. The man was experiencing a mental health crisis." I'm like, "Uh, the, the, times the headline that was I like was... police shoot man in the midst of a mental a health teen. crisis." He was like 20. Oh yeah, police <laughs> shoot teen in the midst of mental health yeah, crisis. Yeah, he's and like you 19 read the story, or 20, and it's like this. I like, told Rainy oh about that. God. I told I told Rainy about that, and she goes, "Are you fucking kidding me? I You're had a baby me. when I was eighteen. Jesus, my like, grandfather <laughs> was flying fucking planes over the goddamn Pacific and bailing out of the Pacific Ocean when he was eighteen. Yeah, Jesus, you bunch of fucking pussies. <laughs> okay, so but just to bring it down a notch here. I'm glad you brought us back to this because one thing I want to talk about before we move on was definitely the media coverage of this. And also, like, even in our neighborhood, after this this guy who has proved himself again and again and again to just be a no-good nick, a menace to society, okay? And he's just vandalized your own neighborhood, and everybody still can't stop falling off over themselves talking about like oh it's just so sad that man obviously has mental illness issues and it's a gentrification issue you know what's really sad is that this finally happens in a nicer neighborhood and i bet the police i bet people will pay attention now because it's a nicer neighborhood and it just points out the problems of stratified racism and gentrification like, shut the fuck up this guy is a fucking thug who just threw a goddamn brick into mm-hmm. your child's crib yeah okay? that's another I thing i get that he's yeah. mentally ill i get that okay i have mental illness 
all through my family like a bunch of little creeks going through the backyard, okay? I get it. But here's the thing. It's not like I have no sympathy. I have mental illness problems myself. I've talked about this plenty. Okay, I get it. I'm not unsympathetic. But here's the thing, people. Grow up. Like, you cannot have people like this walking around on the street. This guy who is just has just assaulted society every chance he has gotten for years. Mm-hmm. He is not going to stop. He cannot be walking around. You cannot have people like this walking around, okay? I don't care that it is not his fault. At a certain point, grow up. Like, it, this isn't a fucking game, okay? I get it. It's not his fault. Guess what, people? Time for the grown-up lesson. It doesn't matter. Okay? It doesn't matter if it's not your fault. It doesn't matter what your excuses are. Okay? Yes, in a different world where you grew up in different situations, things would be different. Okay? But you got to deal with the fact that this is where we're at. Okay? And you can't be walking around because you're a danger to everyone you come in contact with. I'm sorry if you're only a danger because you're mentally ill or you're an alcoholic or your dad beat you up when you were a kid or your mom was BPD and fucking like acted like she loved you one second and then withdrew all her affection the next. Yeah. It doesn't matter. 